Hello, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This is a safe space where mamas can talk openly about their highs and lows of motherhood and to look deeper into who they are as women and their journey into motherhood. We may agree and disagree or cry and laugh, but one thing for sure is we will learn from one another and have a great time. So sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I'm with a very special guest, Majida Muhammad of their Learning Cove, formerly Mommy Swap. Yeah. Nice. So happy to have you on, Majida. Before we go into the Learning Curve, um, which was formerly Mommy Swap and what that was, why don't you tell me a little bit about your motherhood journey, how many kids you have, and then we'll go into your inspiration behind you starting, you know, the two companies. Absolutely. So I have two children. I have a son that is six years old. His name is Hawk. And I have a daughter that's two years old. Not She's not two. She turned three in August. Oh my gosh, she's three. Yeah. So a daughter that's three years old. I always knew I wanted to be a mom. My first son was unexpected, not planned at all, but such a joy. Really, I found out and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. But it just turned out to be such a joy through pregnancy and just giving birth. It was a joyful journey. Nice. And then, did you go, sorry to interrupt. Did you go through the natural, like, what was that like? Did you want medicated, unmedicated? Yeah. So I had a planned home birth. I was born at home. And so I knew that I wanted to have my children at home. And so we tried to have Hawk at home, but Hawk, was being hot. (laughs) He was being stubborn. He's like, I'm gonna come out face first. I'm not gonna cooperate. Mm -hmm. Um, And so yeah, my midwives tried to change his positioning and everything. Um, And so his heart rate started to drop and eventually we were transferred to the hospital for an emergency C-section. But I was able to have a home birth with my daughter. So you had a VBAC. Nice. Yes, yes, a VBAC at home, which is amazing. Amazing. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So you're, I'm sorry, you said your daughter is three and your son is five? Six. Six. Okay. Wow. Okay. So you have two little, well, six years old. How is, what's the difference between, because I just have one and my son just turned three. So what's that transition from three to six? What's the difference between like the biggest difference? Independence, honestly, Mm. like the level of independence. I, right now I love the phase that they're in because I can send them outside on the deck and like play in the backyard and not, you know, worry about them. I'm like, you know, I'll check on you every couple you know, minutes to make sure that you are good. He can get her like breakfast items. Yeah. Um, you know, he can get a lot of things for her. When I just remember when he was her age, when he was three, I was still doing things for him. Like I would have to get certain things and I would have to be the one to play with him and things like that. But just the level of independence is the biggest difference. That's awesome. Okay, so why don't we jump right in? Tell me about Mommy Swap first and what that was. Um, and then I'll go into how I found you and, you know, how that turned into the learning cove. Yeah, so Mommy Swap made it easy for moms to swap child care for child care. And it was birthed from a need of mine. So I was wanting to go, I was becoming a more active mom and wanting to also like hang out with my friends and go to events that were not always like family friendly that I couldn't bring my son to. And so I felt like I was constantly looking either like 
relying on my husband to be like, okay, your turn to to be with Hawk or my mom. And then feeling like they might not always be available. And so I'm like, there has to be another way. I don't, and I wasn't working at the time. And so I didn't, we didn't have the income to hire someone. Like a nanny or a baby's full time. Exactly. And I'm like, well, you know, we would do it once in a while, but it's like, it ended up being a hundred plus dollars. Like I had to hire someone. Plus we might go out to eat for a date night and just things like that. And I'm like, there has to be a better way. They're like, there has to be. I know I can't be the only mom in this situation. I can't be. So why not get a group of moms together where we can swap childcare for childcare versus paying babysitters hourly rate? There's just like one monthly $50 fee so that you have access to the moms, but that's it. After that, there was no other fee. And when I talk to moms, moms love the idea. Some moms were hesitant, like, okay, well, I don't know these moms. I don't, you know, I don't feel comfortable doing that. And so we had different security things to make sure that moms did feel comfortable. Every mom got a background check. Um, moms will receive pictures and videos of their children while their child was being watched. You got updates of what your child was doing, those types of things. And so there were, it was a small number of moms, about 10 moms at the time that were a part of Mommy Swap. And I was just building that community at the time. Did COVID affect and kind of why you pivoted to the learning cove and why? Okay, so talk about Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yes, yes. COVID definitely affected not only COVID, but the community need mm-hmm. as well. So essentially COVID hit, we were all at home. I'm thinking of like, okay, what, what can I do to help like me stay busy? Like I know I'm going to want to do things, but also my children, like keeping them busy, involved, engaged, a fun learning experience for them. And I thought about a time that I made a binder for my son when he was two or three years old. And so I was like, oh, I still have those pages. I can make them for Molly. And so I created the the binder. And of course, like we all do, posted it on Instagram and other moms was like, oh, wow, like I really like that. So I was like, okay, let me just send moms these pages for free. Like here are the pages, here are the pages to trade it. And I realized like, whoa, I sent these pages to over 50 moms. Wow. Like this is really, you know, a need. And so one mom in the comments was like, I'm really not going to make that. Can you make it for me? And I was like, now that's going to cost you. And so we talked on the sideline. I'm like, you know, just send me whatever, you know, whatever you have. Like, and I'll make numerous women because you don't know you're starting a business. You don't even think of the idea. I'm not starting a business. No, it's like, you know, but I do want you to pay me for my time. Um, Just send me, you know, whatever. So she sent me it. I made it for her. Another mom asked, wait, are you making these binders for people? I'm like, well, not really, but I'll make it for you. Like, you're my home girl. Like, I, I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, send me what you have. Same thing. So, and then I was just like, wait, maybe I'm onto something. Maybe I should post that, like, you know, I'm, I'm making these binders. Okay, $25 for binders. I'm making a couple. I made like five here and there. Um, then somebody was like, oh, can you ship them? I'm like, yeah, I guess I could go to the post office. Like I'm not doing anything. So sure, I could ship it. So start to ship. And then my good friend, Amber, she um, was like, girl, you need to be selling this binder for $35. 
I'm like, you think so? Like, my, Kabir keeps my husband, Kabir, he keeps telling me I need to make this binder $50. I'm like, no way. Like, and I had looked on price. I did like a price check and everything. I looked on Etsy. I looked on a couple of the prices. The binders were $50 and $60. I'm like, no, no one is going to buy. I'm, I'm going to be out of making money. No one's going to buy it for, for $50 or $60. And so I was just like, kept making binders, kept making binders, kept making binders. At a price point of, like you said, 25, 35 bucks? 35. I raised it. So I went from 25, I raised it to 35. I was, you know, making binders, making binders, making binders. And then one mom came to pick up and she came to pick up in person the binder. So that was also an option to pick up the binder in person. And she was like, girl, if you don't make this binder $50, like it's so worth it. It's worth your time. The material is excellent. It's beautiful. My children are already asking to get into this binder. And I'm like, oh, fine. Like if one more person, she wasn't the only mom who told me that, like you need, you need to raise the price. My husband had told me that from the beginning. Other moms have told me, and I'm like, Ugh, fine, I'll raise price. Like so scared and so hesitantly. But you know, that's what women do. That's what we do. Right? If you research women and why we have such, especially Black and Latina women, of why we have such low pay rates in compared to um, white women or, or males. And when I say males, I even say Black men, just males in general. And of course, right. we have white males that are so whatever, whatever. Because we short sell ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's intentionally because we know like we don't want to be like the um, demanding like like woman of color, like, no, you're going to pay me. It's like, we almost yeah. like, we have to soften ourselves. Cause yeah. my husband tells me the same thing. And my husband's Jamaican and Guyanese. And he's like, why are you underselling yourself? And I'm like, well, yeah. I don't want to. And then when he was like, no, you have to. And it's like, I, yeah. I wish we would get that out, but I'm so glad you're, you're talking about this. Cause I know then, cause I think when I purchased it, I think I purchased it for 50, I believe. And I thought it was worth it. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, hesitantly that day, as soon as that mom told me, I changed the price. I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to change the price. So I changed the price and I have sold over 1500 binders. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, from the beginning that from the time that I started to make them to now, I've sold over 1500 binders and have really just built a business from it. So the reason why I wanted to make that pivot from mommy swap to the learning cove is because I wanted a brand that really spoke to what I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't feel like mommy swap still spoke to the educational aspect that I was trying to bring to the community. So I really wanted to focus on that. And so from that, I thought, you know, the learning cove is going to be so much more than just binders. It's going to be educational products for children that look like me and you, for children that don't necessarily see educational products with brown faces. And obviously things are changing a little bit more and we have black and brown women, men and women who are making these type of products, but you know, we need more of them. We, we definitely need more. And so that's one of the main reasons I'm, I'm sure at the time that you purchased the cover was black and white. And so the initial idea was like, oh, they get to color it. Um, but now the, the cover is a full color cover with brown children on the cover and so that's really exciting um and now we have a color chemistry book oh I, i'm on your page now i see that and i'm like oh gosh i didn't i think i had liked it but i didn't know you created that so that you created yeah. that yeah so it's a storybook but also a coloring book um about science just getting children excited about science and love for learning through, you know, hands-on activities. 
And I think the beautiful part is that your research and development, your R&D is with your own two children. So tell me yeah. a little bit, what is your background? You know, what did you go to school? Like, what is your background? Because you seem very creative. Are you the one who also draws the pictures? No, or the okay. <laughs> I don't draw the pictures. I have an illustrator, Nijan Washington, um, who did oh, a great picture job. job. Yeah, exactly. So my background is in education. I went to Spelman College and graduated in 2019 um, with a Bachelor of Arts degree in childhood development. And then I did Teach for America. I taught in D.C. at a public school. And I also got my master's in curriculum and instruction. So I really enjoy creating things for children, curriculum material for children. So this was like a natural um, Absolutely. progression of, of, of the whole thing. What I, I think is beautiful and I love, which is one of the reasons why I created this, this community of resources for moms is because I think it's wonderful to show, look, you had your two little ones. You were like, we need to figure something out here, which turned into mommy swap. Yeah. Now you're in COVID or, or, you know, you're thinking of things to do with your kids that turns into a binder, which is crazy and how simple it is. But moms don't have the time to, like, I don't have the creative energy to do that, nor do I yeah. have the mental capacity to even sit and do that. How I found you was a girl who I just follow on Instagram. Her friend gifted her children with it. And this is the beauty oh, of social nice. media. And she's going through the binder. And I'm like, oh, God, that's genius, especially during COVID, because I was trying yeah. to figure out in the beginning what I was going to do with my child, who was too very rambunctious. Again, I'm not an Etsy, Pinterest mom that's just not me you know as far as like to come up with the thoughts and ideas to do it so I was like I need to do something so I purchased it so I love this because you know then you transitioned and now it's turning into this beautiful educational thing and as you said the representation for black and brown you know children to have and then your own kids to benefit from exactly that is definitely you know the beautiful thing about it for sure. So tell me, how have you seen your social media grow? Because I'm looking on your page, like how many followers, like, and I have, again, I, like, I know we said it, it's COVID, but it's like, and you know, you created this business that you didn't think was going to turn into what it's turned into, which are, you know, educational products for children. But how has your social media grown? Like, do you have to do much marketing on Facebook? Yeah. So I think I've done like marketing two times well promotions I guess it's called like you know sometimes they're like promote this post because several people have um liked it so I've done that two times I haven't really done any real marketing it's literally just been kind of word of mouth really like in this posting on social media which has been a blessing for sure um yeah my my social media my followers the number of followers that I have on the Learning Cove page has grown a lot. And I love seeing that other people are continuing to hear about it. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like the Elevator Learning Binder is like a good book. I mean, it is a book, obviously. But it's like a good book that you just continue to tell your good girlfriend about it. That's like, you got to have this. You know what I mean? Like, you need this for your child. And the word continues to spread. And so I love that, that it's been very organic and very word of mouth and very community oriented. One person from one community is sharing it with another person in their community and, and, and it continues to spread. For sure. And tell me, are your kids, well, your son is six, so he's in first grade. He's actually in third grade. Oh. So in 2004, 2006, in 2016, I started a homeschool co-op. He was two at the time. And so I had, after a teaching for six years, I took a break and I stayed home with him. 
And I was like, you know what, I'm going to homeschool him because I mean, I've taught preschool and kindergarten before, like, why would I send him to a school? And so I started teaching him little things when he was, you know, two and just getting really excited about how much he was learning so quickly. And I'm like, wow, I teach these things to my three and four year olds in school in pre-K. And so I'm like, a lot of the things that he mastered when he was two I would be teaching students when they were three. And so he progressed very quickly in learning. And so we had the homeschool co-op for four years and we recently merged with a Muslim private school. And so now he, he's at a private school that I teach at two now Mm -hmm. and my daughter's in my class. And so, yeah, he's in a third grade class. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's funny because we're, we're not homeschooling. My son is in preschool, but what would be your advice to any parents out there who, number one, want to go into homeschooling? Just any advice of like what, what you think to do? And number two, my son is three, but my son catches on to things very quickly, kind of like what you were saying, right. like very quickly. So yeah. my husband and I, of course, we're, we're biased, right? So we think you always think your kid is like the smartest, but like he was doing puzzles for like six, seven year old kids and we'd show him once. And then the next day he's like doing it on his own. Like, nope, this piece was... so, you know, I'm like, but we're like, but you know, he's still, in his, he's in a traditional preschool school. We're not homeschool parents. So it's like, well, how do you, as, as, a, as a mom, what tips would you give if you're like seeing that your child is possibly gifted and, and to do so that, because I can't push the school to put him in a higher level. Right. Right. Old, even though yeah. in my heart, I'm like, he's ready for he's those ready things. for certain yeah. things certain things I mean obviously yeah. socially and certain things I mean he's he was potty trained at two and a half like like he just catches on to things very quickly so what advice would you give in both in homeschooling if a parent wanted to transition to that and if you feel your child is maybe progressing more than what a school is letting them progress to yeah a couple things you know it's so unfortunate and that's really why I got out of the school system it's unfortunately unfortunate how the school system is designed based on age because Mm -hmm. children don't develop at the same rate no matter if we are the same age Mm -hmm. in addition to as adults as humans we benefit from being in mixed age groups so i could have friends that are younger than me i could have friends as an adult now i do have friends that are younger than me i have some friends that are older than me And we all benefit from that shared information, that shared wisdom. So why not give that to our children at a young age? Why not have children who are three, four, and five in the same classroom? A five-year-old may only be ready to learn his or her colors at that age, but a three-year-old may be ready to learn addition. So why not give a child what they're ready for versus holding them back because they are three? I think in terms of homeschooling, that's the beauty of being able to homeschool, that you are able to give your child what they are able to digest when they're able to digest it versus, oh, no, you're three years old. We're only going to teach you your letters, numbers, and colors, although you know your letter sounds not yet. Like, let's wait until September to teach you how to read. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the beauty and flexibility of homeschooling, that you can teach your child that information when they're ready. And I think the advice that I would give to any mom on a journey is that you can do it. Just the encouragement and and to know that you can do it. Like, you know, your child and what your child can do. You know, there's so many communities now for 
homeschooling, it looks so many different ways now than years ago. So that's the beauty of it, that it can look like and feel like exactly what you want it to be. For sure. And I think taking away the misconceptions, because long ago, I think you heard if it was homeschooling, there may not have been many where a girlfriend of mine was homeschooling in Texas and they actually had a group of moms. It was like 15, 16 kids. So they'd meet up, they do play dates, they'd have projects, they do presentations. And I was like, oh, okay. So this has evolved. And exactly. But it's great to hear these stories because again, I think when we don't talk about these things, the misconceptions continue to stay and we think they haven't evolved and thinking that if you're homeschooled, you're not getting the proper education or the proper social skills that people say you're not getting in Right. Absolutely. And I think oftentimes a child that is homeschooled is more advanced because they have that flexibility. Correct. Um, And so to a mom that, you know, sometimes we don't have a choice. We do have to send our children to school and they do have to be in that learning environment of wherever that school has them in. I think that what we can do is just honing in on our child's interests, like whatever your child is coming to you with and wherever their excitement is like making sure you have those things to further that love and that interest within your home. And I agree. I think that's key because as you're talking and I'm like, look, I can't, you know, my husband and I aren't in the position. I have my own personal things that I'm trying to do and homeschooling just, it's just not working. Now, if I had to put him in a homeschool that I knew somebody for Mm -hmm. sure. The good thing about his school is when you were saying the three to the three to five year old, that is one good thing about his school is they do mix. So he's like with right. I'm older and they, they do. So they do. And it's bilingual. So he's also learning Spanish. That's awesome. There's, there are some things, but I think you did hit it where it's like, then I need to be more aware so that when I see him doing puzzles or things that, you know, he is grasping to fairly quickly, then I need to hone in on that and yeah. really focus on that. And I think that's key. Yeah. And also we can advocate for our children, even within the classroom, yeah. um, asking, you know, the, the teacher, certain, my child can, it has already mastered X, Y, Z. How are you pushing my child further? And how are you challenging my child? Not just giving them extra work, but also, you know, how are you challenging? How are you bringing my child's interest within the classroom? Yeah. That's also the teacher's, the teacher in the school's job to teach to where your child is really. And just also having that, conversation okay if you're not going to skip my child to the next grade level how can we challenge my child within this classroom no yeah that's such a good point and then like you said and then as a parent who's home you I think everything is a learning experience counting if you're sure. a cook you know or even in yeah. talking you know I'm like nope this is your consequence and opportunity like I even use trying yeah. big words for him to kind of understand th- different things and I'm like look I'm trying <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely would- Mm-hmm. And children are learning in their everyday world. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be sit down at a desk. This is math. This is science. This is English language arts. Like you don't have to give those things names all the time mm-hmm. to what they're doing. But in just speaking to them, they're picking up so much. Children are sponges. A hundred percent. So tell me how, what's the next step for the learning cove? What things do you have in the works? If some things are secretive, I totally understand, but do you have ideas for future? Cause I know you said you're teaching now, so I'm sure time constraints, but you know, do you see it growing? Yeah, I definitely see um, the learning cove growing. I would love the learning cove to be a marketplace for educational products for 
black and brown children, like specifically to them, like uh, Amazon for educational products for mm -hmm. black and brown children, mm -hmm. um, where different people's products, different companies' products, different businesses' products are featured on the learning code for parents to come to, to purchase things for that their children need. And what are you looking forward to in 2021? Um, I'm looking forward to just the learning cove growing, looking forward to family and parent feedback on our new products um, and just really building the business. I, in March, didn't even see myself being here. Um, so I'm just excited for what each new product and each new step will bring. And what do you think you will bring with you into 2021? Because I feel like it is, it, it's been a, you know, my husband and I were talking about this. I'm like, you know, it has been, I'm sure, a very painful year for a lot of people. If you've lost a loved one to COVID, not being able to be with family, you do hear of people, you know, getting into depression because they, you know, that need the family, that maybe they're single. So, you know, all of that, people yeah. losing their jobs. I'm one of those people who's the half cup is kind of full kind of girl. I'm always looking for the silver lining. I try yeah. to kind of stay down for so long. You know, I give myself like 24, you know, I'm, I try to be as positive as I can be. Yeah. So I think there's, there is some good going into 2021. Of course, I'm ready to leave 2020 behind, but what are you looking to take with you or that you've learned, you know, over the past year? Um. So I agree. I'm definitely a, the cup is half full. My mom always told me growing up, like, you can choose to be happy and that happiness is a choice. And so I'm, like you said, okay, I give myself 24 hours to be in a funk. And then I'm like, let's get to it. Like, let's pick yourself up, find ways to find happiness and joy and um, exactly. And so I think the word that continues to come to me is joy. And so I want to bring more joy into 2021 yeah. and just so many in so many different ways and just finding the joy in the small things and creating joy in my home, in my marriage, in my business, in my friendships, and in my community, just joy. Okay, I'm going to get into a quick get to know. These are my fun questions I like to ask. Yes. Oh gosh, every time I ask this, everyone's like, I don't have one. Let's see if you do. But <laughs> do you have a favorite movie or one that you always watch when it's on? It could be a kid's movie. It could be, I know every time I ask someone, I'm like, well, I haven't watched. I am a movie. I love movies. Any kind of movie, I'm, I'm down. I, I do like movies. I'm a Denzel fan. So any Denzel movie that's on, I will watch. Yes. So I would say that. I don't have like a favorite Denzel movie, but any if a Denzel movie is on, I'll You're watch watching. it. Nice. Yeah. Do you have a favorite book or one that you would like to recommend or both? Mm, favorite book. It could be fiction, nonfiction, self-development, anything. The last book that I read was The Power of a Praying Wife. I cannot think of the author's name right now, but I really like that book. I, it was like, for me, it was more of like helping me focus on me and my connection with God and spirituality. So I enjoyed that book. And then I guess the idea behind that is if you're focusing on your strengths with your higher power with God and all of that, then that in turn strengthens your marriage and you being absolutely yeah. yes. Any high or low mom moments of the week you'd like to share? <laughs> um, one, you know, if there's someone that you're like, okay, this was this really made me happy and this was like really tough for me. Really tough. I, I feel like my children do small things that I'm just like, oh, why? And I'm just like, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? 
Yeah. So I think that that was probably like my low this week, just the messiness of the house. And I'm just like, you all got to clean up. You're not watching anything until you clean up. So that that was my low this week. Low my mom moment. Which, you know, it's a hit to that. I think that's important. I saw a mom post the other day, a friend of mine on Facebook, and she's like, my house is a mess. I have so much laundry. And mind you, her, her kids like are high school, middle school age. And in my mind, and I'm like, oh, no. I oh, no, not in high school, middle school. No, no. like, I'm like, no. The house will be so, clean. So my cousin commented and was like, um, I think your kids need to help you do laundry. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, my son is three. And I give him a little chore of like trying to match his socks and yeah, turning yeah. his pajamas inside out. He knows he has to put his clothes in the hamper. Like I do not put my, my three-year-old, I do hang her stuff up, but my six-year-old, he puts all his clothes away himself. Mm-mm, no, yeah. I can, I'm not putting away my clothes, this yeah. clothes, 50 people's clothes. Like, no. it's like no yeah like you're like no get it together but on my mind I'm like gosh but I grew up in a home like that like my mom did it was like the old school traditional like she'd complain but then she'd be behind us cleaning up after us you know and she'd like on you and everything um and I'm like no like thank you mom like I appreciate it but I'm like (laughs) won't be my son Well, no. And then I'm like, I have a man, like, I don't want, you know, him to be married and having my wife, the wife have to take after him. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and what about high, high mom moment of the week? High mom moment. I think just, I really enjoy, also enjoy the level of independence, you know, that my children have so that when I'm not feeling my best, they know how to just hone in on that. My daughter brought me a bag of candy like when I was laying down on the couch. She's like, here you go, mom. This will make you feel better. I was like, thank you, Molly. That's super sweet. That's super sweet. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. What has motherhood taught you? Motherhood has taught me patience. Mm -hmm. Although I had patience before, I think it's patience. It's a different level. Yeah, it's definitely a little, a different level of patience. Um, not only patience with my children, but also patience with myself and also letting things go, you know, like children are so resilient and they're like, you can yell at them one second and then they'll be hugging and kiss you the next second. I'm like, not uh, but like, wow, you know, and I'm like, wow, I, I can't do that with my husband. Like, <laughs> Because we, I feel like I always say this, we get tainted as adults and kids we truly do. have the purest heart. Yes. Yes, 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 they do. They they really do. And so it, it's really has taught me, you know, just to look at those moments and like, you know, don't sweat the small stuff mm-hmm. and everything is small. And if you look at the world and life that way, you know, we could get so much further. It's, right. it's definitely still difficult, but <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think if, if we, if we got to give kids a lot more credit than I think we give them. For sure of their of their impact that they that they can have on the world for sure if if we have more like this of looking at children as these little human you know spectacular beings that we can learn from as opposed to being oh they're kids. I don't know it's like no our children have so much to teach us yeah. so much to teach us if we just stop to listen yeah. and really um, learn from them for sure what do you do to fill your cup what do you do for mental health I exercise I used to be in the routine of getting up early. I've kind of gotten out of that, but exercise and then just getting up early to start my day before everyone else Mm -hmm. um, to just either like 
do some cleaning, <laughs> unfortunately. But no, I think just having the house clean creates peace for me. And so I don't mind like doing little things. Yeah. Um, so that definitely creates peace for me. Meditating, getting some, even if it's just like a drink of water in the morning, mm. making sure I drink enough water mm. and exercise. Yeah. Awesome. Any advice or wisdom you'd like to put on here that you hope your children always follow? What is like the main thing you're constantly telling them? As cliched as it is, treat others the way you want to be treated. Mm. I think that is the best way to live your life. Mm. Um, and the best way that, that you can live your life, treat everyone kindly, no matter who they are, what their background is, treat everyone with kindness. For sure. Especially because you, especially now it's like, you don't know what anybody is going it's through. It's going through, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Any final thoughts to the podcast world? No, thank you so much. This was such a joy. I'm bringing that word again. up. This was such a joy. I enjoyed um, our conversation. Um, so thank you for inviting me on. No, thank you so much, Majida, for coming on, for sharing your story, for sharing your journey. I will definitely be getting that chemist coloring book. Um, while I was on your Instagram page, I realized a few of my girlfriends follow you. So that's cool. I love to see connections. And I think that's, um, if anything that 2020 could really talk to teach us all, I think is um, the importance of connection, because yeah. obviously the ones that were, well, we were all home and whether you were alone, realizing how much you appreciate missing your loved ones, if you were with your family, the importance of that um, connection is so real. And as much as social media can be painful, you know, when there's images, when there's things going yeah. on in the world, the state of the country right now and all these things. I love when I see people and, and especially women and moms connecting. Such a beautiful thing. Just as you said, you know, like of kids learning from older and younger. And it's the same thing, how much I learn, like every conversation I have with a mom on here, I take something from it and how we're all so different, but we're all trying to do the same thing. We're all just exactly. trying to create exactly. human beings. Yes. And be good citizens of the world and do our best and, and find joy, right? Exactly. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Thank you so much for coming on. Good luck with the learning cove. I hope it transcends, you know, more than you could ever dream of. Okay. Thank you. Keep putting joy out there and, you know, helping us mamas try and educate our babies at home. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and give a review on the platform you're listening on. Tune in next time to hear another fierce mama share her story. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.